0: I'm talking about the essence of who you are Who you are is not your body Who you are is not your mind Who you
1: are is a star A star that shines
0: well, Usually had would sing a sad song
2: Think about the things that I've done wrong Howdy all, welcome to the first episode of More Than Real Estate. Because let's face it, when you buy a home, you inherit the neighbors, the neighborhood, the local businesses, and the city. Meet local business people, hear about current events, heroes in our hometown, and any and all things in the cypress Tomball area. I will cover it here. I am Joe Lopez, podcaster, writer, thought provocateur, and real estate agent. In keeping with the local theme, the intro music is by Texas Duo, George Gallegos, and Dave Bettis better known as Brosov. check them out on itunes today i'd like to take a moment and thank everyone for listening this is my very first podcast ever and as i mentioned i created this podcast so that people thinking about moving into our town people that have lived here and haven't ventured far uh, people that like to support local businesses or even people who just want to know what's going on in town can find it here I will be posting a new podcast every two weeks. There will be some trial and error, and I will add in segments and remove them as I figure out if they work or don't work. This is going to be a living creation for me. That being said, feel free to email me any and all comments or requests. You can reach me at joe at com. Make sure to include the line podcast in the subject line, and I will respond to every email one of the segments that I would like to add in the future is that ask me anything real estate related segment so if you have any questions email me with the subject line anything re so my first interview is with a friend named Edwin Correa and no there's no relation to the Astros Carlos Correa at least I don't think so he is an entrepreneur who left a corporate job after getting his masters to follow a dream so without further ado here is our interview Edwin
1: I just want to say thank you for joining us um, you have the good the, the, the good distinction of being the first um, interview for this
0: podcast. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, no problem. So, tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, well, I'm from Houston, born and raised. Uh, attended uh, Westfield High School and went to U of H, where I double majored in accounting and finance. And um, I knew very well that I wanted to be involved in uh, numbers, math, uh, what not. So, did that, got some, you know, job, entry level job as accounting and went back for my masters uh, to U of H. And, um, you know, I've just continued to work hard and and, and try to to uh, excel in, in what I do and, and grow as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a younger brother and younger sister, both here in town as well. And uh, we typically see each other at least once a week so I like spending time with my family and and try and travel as much as I can as well. I love traveling. Yeah, my my family lives
1: on the south side of Houston and we tend to, you know, even though it's an hour away, we still try to get down there and see them and the birthdays and stuff. I've been out of town for 16 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, living in San Antonio for 16, so I'm kind of Reacquainting and restarting over living here in Houston. Yeah. So I definitely appreciate the family aspect of that.
0: Oh, of course. Yeah. You have to, you have to stay close with family, man. It's the only thing we got.
1: Absolutely. So you did U of H. You graduated, you went back, and you finished again. Uh, congratulations on that, by the way. I know Thank that's you. never an easy step. Um, what did you do after you graduated?
0: After I graduated the first time, uh, after I graduated, I, um, Unlike most, I didn't go straight into grad school, uh, and I had my reasons for that. Main reason being that I felt that I needed to get my life uh, going, uh, meaning I needed to find a job. I wanted to go ahead and move out of my parents' house and start building my life, so I figured that I needed to go ahead and get that, uh, you know, get the ball rolling with that before I decided to get back into school. And I did just that. I was working at a small firm in their accounting department and then got the phone, received the phone call from B engineers and constructors and signed on with them to start working in their accounting department. That led to about an eight and a half year uh, career with them, mm-hmm. uh, in which time I managed to finish my undergrad and took a couple of years to get settled in, buy a car, buy a house. Uh, get adjusted to that life and then finally after a couple years went back to U of H um, to start my masters. Okay so
1: you started U of H you did your masters what was your goal in getting your masters were you
0: were you you looking to climb the corporate ladder? Not at all it was uh, purely uh, purely for my personal satisfaction and that's truly it Um, I believe, I mean, I haven't really checked, but I believe I have all the necessary credits to sit in for my CPA. I, that's just not a route that I wanted to go. Um, the company that I was working for at the time was willing to pay for 50% of my, my total costs, mm-hmm. books and everything. So I figured, for me, that's a benefit that I would be leaving on the table. Plus, it was something that I wanted to do. Uh, just because I wanted a master's. To me, I love education. I'm a big fan of education and I push that on anyone and everyone that I come across, even if they're thinking about it. Um, So, I I love school. I love the idea of school. I love going to learn, uh, not just what's in the textbooks, but learning about other people, learning about yourself. So, that was always something that that, uh, was in the back of my head. So, of course, when I got the opportunity to do it at 50% of cost. Of course, so I was going to jump on it. Yeah, you know? oh, That's a
1: no-brainer. Yeah,
0: so um, so yeah, I, I did that. Um, of course, I knew that it was going to involve uh, possible promotions and, and raises where I was working, which it did. Um, but that wasn't that wasn't at all my motivating factor. It was just simply personal uh, personal goal of mine.
1: Oh, well, and that's and that's always uh, just the fact that you were. <laughs> Willing to and want to do it for yourself. That's that to me. That's a, a huge motivating factor. Because if you're doing anything like that for anybody else, it, it's never going to pan out. And it's obvious, you know, with with the success that you've had and been able to graduate, that it, it it played a huge part in the fact that you wanted to do it for yourself and not because you were trying to impress anybody. Because the work required you to do it. Because you felt any peer pressure. It was that internal motivation. It sounds like that drove you to to get your master's. And that and that is awesome, and I do commend you on that. That's yeah. absolutely awesome. Thank
0: you, thank you. And and I mean, it is, um, you know, it's something that I think we we all should uh to strive for is just uh self fulfillment and, and satisfaction. You know, to to be happy, um, and do what what makes you happy. Uh, I mean, that that gets tossed around a lot, and um, you know, sometimes it almost sounds cliche, but I mean, in all honesty, you know, if you're not happy, then then what are you, you know? So
1: yeah just earning a, earning a paycheck and not living a life yeah uh, my my philosophy on that is always uh you work to live not live to work exactly so okay well cool so after you got your masters and you were with the engineering firm eventually you decided it was a little little not in the direction you wanted to head so what was your what was your next step what what uh what genesis or transformation did you take uh
0: well, um, I have to be honest, uh, I I always in the back of my mind had the, the idea, the dream of one day owning my, my own business. Um, since I was about 18, I was involved in businesses, registering DBAs, trying to send out invoices. Uh, my first business venture was uh, Nightlife Audio. It was a mobile car audio uh, business which did okay but you know I learned several things and I was in college couldn't make it work so that was that and then I moved on to sports collectibles which once again after a few years ended up you know leading nowhere and um, after that I kinda was just focusing on school and, and work and whatnot. And and um, I was happy at SMB I mean you know I was working doing doing something I enjoyed and um, I had no complaints uh it just it got to be too repetitive for me. Um, I kept on asking for more responsibilities um, you know something that keep me busier to push me to to learn more and it just wasn't really happening at the pace that i uh, anticipated and um an opportunity presented itself in my personal life with photography um, which that's that opportunity itself was was kind of a bust, but I kept on kind of. Uh, messing with the idea of photography after that and uh just kind of snowballed into what it is now. Um it started up while I was at S and B and at the time it was just kind of something that was like, okay, this is cool. It's it's producing some, some little of, side money. Yeah. You know, some weekend money. Okay, cool. I can travel, you know, this year and go here and and the business pays for it. Um but it very quickly um, you know, moved into something that I, I could see I could see uh, down down the road as, as something long-term, so uh, that's when I started to really kind of get into it and, and work on it, and uh, once I realized that this was something serious, um, I started to kind of make plans and start telling myself that I was going to need to quit in order to pursue pursue this full-time so, if it was ever going to reach its full potential. So, how
1: did it feel to consider taking or leaving a, a steady paycheck full-time job <laughs> benefits insurance 401k to to jump into a, uh, an, an enterprise that seemed like you're more passionate about but yet you just don't know I mean you have just your own work ethic which I'm sure you believed in uh, strongly otherwise you wouldn't have made that jump to how how did, how did that how did that, what mindset did you have or, or how did it affect you, what what thoughts were going through your head?
0: Well, let, let me tell you for starters, uh, it's not something that I just woke up one day and was just like, hey, I'm, I need to quit my job. It's something that I kept on telling myself. Um, I think that it's it's, it's, just, it's how they say, you know, you have to believe it and you have to keep on saying it. You keep on saying it, you keep on believing it, you keep on putting it in your mind mm-hmm. and it's going to happen and you can make it happen. And, and I kept on saying that because to me it was kind of the thing where if I kept on saying it, that meant that I kept on working, and if I kept on believing that I kept on working hard on you know enough on it, it was going to continue to grow um, and so I didn't just jump off i mean it was it was definitely a very well planned well executed, calculated um, analyzed decision that I made, and the day that I decided to make that decision, uh, I still distinctly remember you know typing up that resignation letter mm-hmm. um i was shaky my palms were sweating um you know i've i've never i tell people i've never skydived before in my life but if ever i did the way i felt that day is probably how i'd feel right before jumping off yeah because it's it's a crazy feeling i mean i had just this feeling in my gut i'm just you know, and you know that it's it's what has to happen. But it, like you said, it's it's scary. I mean, after eight and a half years of a steady paycheck, mm-hmm. you know, it put me through grad school, got me a home, got me a car. It's it's scary. It's scary to know that hey, in a few weeks, you will receive your last paycheck, and after that, you're 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 on your own. This company lives or dies on on and, the F, on your effort exactly. on your brilliance and, and see on on and and the thing with that is that it'd be one thing if it was just my income, but as of right now. I have three employees, so it's all of our income. Right. Know? So people are depending on me now, and uh, it's just a lot. It's it's a different kind of stress, that's for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but I can honestly say that for the past what almost year, year and a half, um, no, a little over a year since I've been uh, self-employed, uh, finances we have not <laughs> have to worry about that. Um, I've worried just on growing the business, and. Um, and it's it's been great. It's been a, a, one of the best decisions of my life that I've made. That's for sure. Um, but like I said, that that day it was a very uh, it was an interesting day. Just <laughs> draining to say the least.
1: Yeah, I mean I've turned in plenty of, of well, not plenty. I don't job hop. I've <laughs> Turned in a few res, uh, resignations, and each one because when I when I went in, when I left when I went into a company, I always went in full full force, you know, feet first and jumped into it and begin drank the Kool Aid and believed in it. So leaving most of the companies that I've worked for, and it's only been like two or three, I I, I understand the sweatiness. I mean I not to where I had to worry where my you know, not to not the entrepreneur types of worries, but definitely, damn, is this next job gonna be any good? Am I gonna like the people I'm working with, all the friends that I've made, you know, so I, I, can, I can I can commiserate on that. So you started a photography company. You have three employees. You've been running it, you've been in, uh, in business for about a year and a half.
0: Officially, creative photography came to life uh, in the summer of 2010. Um, it came to life in 2010, and that was because we were going to photograph a small wedding. Mm-hmm. That's actually how this whole thing started. I had a friend ask me to photograph a small wedding. We did that, it was in Galveston. Um, I ended up getting paid for half of the wedding, never got paid for the second half Um, at that point I was out of pocket in some on on some equipment I had purchased I'm sitting here like well what am I gonna do you know I need to make some money to pay for this equipment started offering sessions from sessions we started buying studio equipment and uh, it led to to the leagues that we started shooting leagues and schools in about uh, right around 2012 and what's the lead? Uh, sports leagues, like little leagues, Oh, leagues, Okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. leagues, little okay. leagues, baseball, football, soccer, all the, all the kids sports that that um, you know your your children can play. That's that's where the company that comes out and does picture day. We do their individuals and the team okay. pictures.
1: The so what a so you do weddings, you do leagues. Are there any other things you do? I I, I think I've seen on Facebook
0: that you, yeah. you even got in the trophies and stuff. <laughs> well, so what we've what we've done, you know, we we got our foot in the door. We got our our foot in the door with with leagues as far as photography. So that's our our main component. But we're now trying to focus on becoming a uh, uh, Mm value-added vendor for for our clients. And so we're trying to kind of make ourselves a one-stop shop for them. Um, So if they need trophies or awards or plaques, we can take care of those. If they need pictures or action photography or event photography, we can take care of that stuff. And down the road, we do have plans to start offering apparel and other kinds of Fundraising opportunities for these leagues, so that we can just become kind of a a a, a vendor for everything.
1: Well, and that kind of that, that really makes a lot of sense because most of these leagues they're not making a whole lot of money and they don't have a whole lot of time to start chasing all this other stuff. So if you're able to do that and, and not just provide pictures but trophies, fundraising opportunities kinda of takes a lot of responsibility off of their shoulders and, and lets them just enjoy running the league and kinda of, but also gives y'all business so that, that's pretty good. I like that. Yeah.
0: Well and like I tell like I tell the clients that we work with, you know, and by clients I mean the board members mm-hmm. um you know we we build relationships with their with their parents. You know, there's certain leagues that we've been shooting already now for three years. Right. Going on four years. And you'll be surprised that some of the parents, they, they're in the leagues for long times, you know, they'll come up, hey, Edwin, how are you, you know, did a right. long time, or they see some of our employees. So we build relationships with them, and, and they are starting to really trust our product and, and uh, enjoy our services. So it's easy for us to introduce new product on behalf of the league uh, for fundraising, you know, opportunities, because their parents already know us. Right. You know? so... They participate. You know, we we try and reach out to to these um, to these leagues, and, and we tell them, hey, we are we're, we're trying to build a relationship here. We're not just trying to sell you pictures, right, right. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's been great. I mean, you know, that relationship leads to, oh yeah, what are you selling now? Oh yeah, come on, bring it. My parents will buy it. You know, rally tells, sure, yeah, let's do it. So it's it's really easy. And, and like I said, in the process, we're bringing in you know business, and and they're raising funds for their leagues, for their operations. Well, so it's a win win for everyone. Well, yeah, anything for the kids. I mean I
1: I'm a big believer in, in sports being a very a very important component in, in just the development of children. I think uh I think we do them a disservice when we don't when we don't keep score, or or we don't uh, we give trophies to everybody when you should have a very distinctive first place, second place trophy, and uh, I, and even at a minimum, even if you take that out, just the fact that they're getting out there, they're exercising, they're mm-hmm. doing what they need to, they're learning team sports. Uh, so I could uh, that that's awesome, man. I, I I like the focus of that one. Are there any other areas of photography that you're either already starting to branch out in, or
0: you're looking to? Um, to be honest with you, you know, we've stayed pretty busy with the volume photography, and by volume, I mean, you know, the youth leagues. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do some schools, and uh, we've also been doing proms, dances like that. Gotcha. With that kind of stuff, we we stay really busy, you know. And so I stay busy from day to day, doing you know, working on the operations and bringing in new business and whatnot. Right. Like but on a personal level, I like doing stock photography. Okay. Um. And, uh, travel photography, uh, you know, maybe down the road doing prints, uh, selling apparel with, you know, photography on there and whatnot. Um, but, you know, I can't say specifically any other, you know, food photography or real estate photography. Right. You know, I, I don't know necessarily what else we might get into. Um, I guess whatever there's an opening for, I mean, we'll always explore it and see if it's something that fits with what we want to do. Um, you know, but but for right now, like I said, the youth sports—it's it's just fun. It's, yes, for us, it's fun and um, it's easy, um, and we excel at it. You know, uh, that's one thing that I always I always tell people is that you want to do something that you're good at that you can excel in. Um, you know, and if you if you don't, you can always become good at it, but don't. Don't go and charge somebody to do something just yet if you're not on on that level, you know. Right, right, right. But um, well, yeah, I mean, down the road, I, I, I could see myself doing some other kind of photography. But right now, I, I love tra- I love traveling and I love taking my camera everywhere I go. Gotcha. So you kind
1: of talked about it a little bit about how you're, uh, you know, what kind of sets you apart without really uh, knowing that I had asked that question. Uh, so I'm gonna ask it kind of front. What makes creative photography different from most other photography companies that are trying to get into leagues and stuff like that?
0: Um, Well, I think the two most common things that I tell when, when, when I go to a board meeting I always finish it off by saying this. I finish off by saying I am creative photography. I'm the owner. You're speaking to him. You'll have my phone. You'll contact me. You'll call me. You'll email me. We will talk. Um, So we're not a franchise business. We're not just, you know, another franchisee that really can't answer your upper-level questions. Um, We are, you know, the business. Um, But I always tell them that I'm passionate about two things, and that is photography and business. And when I say passionate, I mean I look at these pictures, you know, and I I look at it as a parent. I say, no, that's not... it's. Just because the technical aspects of it are, are, are fine, the child didn't smile. You could have asked him to smile. When it comes to business, I'm very passionate about my business, but just business in general. Right. You know, It always fascinates me to, to learn about other people's business, how it works, um, how it functions, um, see the, the, the drawbacks and the benefits to it. And so coming from, from my business, I'm always looking at how I can improve, how I can improve the way we work internally, how we how we improve the way we deal with customers, the way we handle customers, deliver pictures. So we have here a a mentality of always doing better than the season before. And that hasn't stopped since we've started this thing. So when customers choose us, they're they're not just choosing a company that has a system that works and that's it. This is where we're going. With. We have a company that has found a system that's worked and is continuously tweaking it and changing it to make sure that it's always working to its best capacity, if that makes sense. It does. Um, and, and like I tell these leagues, we're not here advertising that we're the cheapest in town. We're not advertising that we are the highest quality in town. We're advertising that we're the best value in town, which means that for what you're going to pay, and the customer service that you're going to receive, the product that you're going to get, you're going to be very satisfied, and you're going to feel like you got the best value in town.
1: So, without even really saying it, it I mean, just just hearing that and, and thinking about how that means to me. I mean, I, i've had I've had a, a stepdaughter that went through volleyball and did the you know the the league shots, the team pictures, and stuff like that. And just having my wife go through the pictures of, of our kids and you know, the school pictures, making sure they smile or whatever. It I can I understand as a parent the what I would want out of those pictures and if I'm putting my money, whether it's a dollar or whether it's a hundred dollars, I wanna know that I got the value and the uh the value for my money. So it sounds like you're you're you are focused on the on the business side, but and also on the um, just having a you know an ownership in it, which is awesome. And that kind of seems like it also builds that relationship that uh, with those with the board and with the parents, especially when the story you're talking about. You know, the, these parents being in for years and they come up to you and they greet you. You don't get those kind of relationships if you're putting out crap products. Uh, if you're not caring about the photos that you're putting out there. So I, I like that. Uh what I wanna hear though, and you gotta tell me the story. I was reading on Facebook the Verizon deal <laughs> about the cell phones <laughs> and I am I'm I'm all about loyalty and and when I'm with a with a with a business, whether it be direct T V or whatever. But if I'm going to be loyal to you, to that company, I expect you know extra loyalty or the same type of loyalty uh, back without having to try to nickel and dime me. So it sounds like you kind of went through something like that with Facebook. So I mean,
0: I'm sorry, with uh, Verizon. So yeah, it was um it was it was it was not you know there was no rudeness in, on either party. Um, but basically I I went in trying to change my personal account to right. a business account. And, uh, you know, our needs have grown here with the business, so I needed to get some tablets to go ahead and continue process credit card, processing credit card payments, whatnot. So, uh, I went in already with the decision that I was going to change it to a business account and add some lines and all that good stuff. So we go, we, we pick out what we want, we pick out the plan, whatnot. And, uh, she's entering all my information and her little automated system pops up that I'm gonna have to go ahead and put a $400 deposit down to establish credit I guess under the name you know creative photography and so I was a little shocked um, at that and I asked her if that was you know standard and whatnot. she said that, yeah the system this and that so I just politely said I'm like well you know I, I don't mind paying a deposit because I didn't I don't mind paying a deposit but $400 to me seemed excessive I said is there any way that you can maybe talk to your manager or customer service whoever you need to and explain to them or, or have them pull up my account so they can see my history with you guys because right. i've been with them for what 15 years now right um and see if there's anything that, i mean i am the business i'm opening the account you know if there's anything you can work out uh because i'd really appreciate you know something done and um she said, "You know, that's that's fine. Let me let me go talk to to customer service and uh, see what I can do." Right. It took about fifteen, maybe twenty minutes actually to to um, go back there and get on the phone or whatever. But when she came back, she said, "Okay, um, I talked to customer service and they did review your account and reviewed everything. And it turns out that you won't have to be paying any anything for the deposit, and you're You know, you're you're pre-approved for up to I think she said like." Thirty-two lines or some 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 crazy amount some,
1: some ridiculous number yeah and
0: um and she was like yeah you're you're pre-approved for up to thirty-two lines I'm like oh, okay well thanks I, I just need three today but thank you um and so yeah that that was that you know and and um had she come back and said that you know hey it was four hundred dollars or two hundred dollars that's still fine I mean with me it's just. I'm of that mind that you can't get what you don't ask for.
1: Well, and it's, that, it's that power of relationship, uh, especially in a cell phone business. Mm-hmm. You know, turnover, uh, you don't expect clients or customers to be more than a couple of years maybe. So 15 years, I mean, that, that paid off for you. And, and yeah. You're absolutely right. If you don't ask, you never know.
0: Uh, well, and like you said, and I'm sorry to, to no, interrupt, but like you said, the power of a relationship is is its a relationship does have power. I mean – uh years uh like that. I mean we we value the relationships that we have with our leagues, you know, putting this into our business. Right. You know, we value these relationships because it's it's year years. It's something that we don't have to go out and, and get. It's it's a relationship we already have. So yeah, we try and do our best to take care of that that relationship, whether it be from time to time, here's a pair of Astros tickets, you know, raffle them off for you guys, or, you know, hey, we gave you some free stuff in the next, you know, order or whatever. Um, So I think that the relationships are, you you know, you have to take care of because the competition out there for whatever it is, I mean, I'm sure you know coming from real estate, that, that, the business, you know, competition out there is, is fierce. And you have to make sure, you know, part of, part of, offering a good product or offering a good price is also the relationship you know people don't want to come back and deal with someone who they didn't like or they don't like dealing with so building a relationship with someone is is very very important in business
1: well i've seen and heard relationships will will help help justify in that client's mind the spending extra money if they need to or spending less money it's there's been many times that, uh, I, I know H-E-B is not the best in town, not in Houston. San Antonio, they're the only game in town. <laughs> but in Houston, you know, there's so many shops. There's all, uh, and in, But the relationship that I've had with them, the, any time that I've had the issues with them, you know, I, I stick with them because I'm, I'm loyal. I, you know, they treat me right, I treat them right. Yeah. So so I, I definitely, absolutely get that. I definitely get that. And, and I think if you're continuing to do the same thing in your business, and it then I don't see why you're not going to get sky's the limit Uh, the strongest thing I think about relationships is is on top of the fact that they're repeat customers is the fact that they'll refer you because they like you Mm -hmm. and nobody to me a personal referral means a lot because that's me putting my my friendship, my reputation on the line to say that this guy's a good guy, recommend, recommending him to my family, my friends, or my business relationships. Yeah. Because uh, you know, I think uh, I, I heard somewhere Warren Buffett said something similar like, uh, uh, "You mess up my money, or you lose me money, and and I won't be upset about it. But if you ruin my my reputation, you know, then it's going to be all at war." <laughs> And because uh, he, I mean, you know, I've heard that, I've heard him say that, I've heard him quoted as saying that, and it just goes to show that reputation is everything. Yeah. So, uh, so I, I like that. I think that's very good. Uh, so, what does, I mean, you kind of talked about it a little bit, but kind of go a little more specific. What is creative photography? What does that mean to you? What does it mean to your life?
0: Um, in the most simplest manner, it's a dream come true. Um, not specifically the the photography. You know, I never, I've I've had a camera in my hand now for I don't know maybe 20 plus years mm-hmm. since I was a little kid. My uncle would let me let me mess with his cameras. Never once did I think that down the road I would actually get paid to take pictures. Um, so that's actually pretty awesome. But you know, like I said before, it was always in the back of my mind that I always wanted a business. I always wanted I always felt like I had everything needed to be a good business owner, a good manager, a good leader. Um, and it's, 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 it's in the simplest form, it's just a dream come true to be able to have uh, creative photography here today, doing what it's doing and showing all the potential that it is. But um, it also means, you know, it, it also means uh, providing jobs for people down the road, it means actually putting something out there that I'm proud to stand behind. Mm-hmm. Um, and down the road, I, I really hope that it means making a change in our community. Um, you know, I firmly believe that as business owners, we we have a responsibility, a social responsibility to the communica- uh, communi- community that we work in right. uh, by giving back. And um, you know, we we try we've started to try and do that. I think we're going on the third year. We, for Thanksgiving, we sponsor families. Mm-hmm. We reach out to the leagues that we work with and we say, hey, you know, give us a few families that, we, that might need some, uh, you know, Thanksgiving dinners. So we do little stuff like that. But down the road, I, I hope to do a lot more of that stuff. Um, it's very rewarding. It's very rewarding. And I think it's something that you can't just get from just working a job. Um, the freedom the the ability to, you know, just just kind of have your own schedule and decide how you do things when you do things. It's 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 crazy, but it's amazing. Um, just security, you know, security to know that I'll always have this and it'll always be doing something positive for me and those around me. I think that positivity is just uh, words can't even describe it you know I'm a positive person I always like to try and speak positive words to people right. uh words of encouragement wherever it's needed or just simply you know put out their words that can be taken in however you want but they're positive I'm always about moving forward you know taking that next step you don't need to know where you're going but take that next step you'll figure it out along the way and for me creative photography is just a vehicle to continue to take those steps in my journey uh to see where I'm going to where I'm going to go next
1: yeah, there's already so much negativity in the world, I and
0: mean, Facebook is filled with that. Crap. Oh man, <laughs> it's
1: it, it's. I I don't even I post a little bit, but you know my wife does most of the posting, and it's usually just family photos and crap like that. Uh, so the just staying positive and you know continuing to be a, a a good force in the world, even if it's in your little section of the world, uh, that's that's admirable, and I really do like your idea of social responsibility. Uh, there's many examples of that I mean I don't see how any business owner can sit well with themselves knowing they're making money and not be able to feel the the need to help out those people that especially those that are you know part of the part of the system that are giving them the money like with mm-hmm. the leaks uh, you know that that sounds like it really becomes like family uh, you know taking care of your family and, and it's just the extended family I mean Zuckerberg donates millions of dollars. Bill Gates is, you know, at one point donated half of his entire uh entire wealth and then doing the he just started that
0: initiative for uh, free books for college students, you know, that kind. Okay. The thing is that it's it's so easy. It's so easy to to help and give back. Especially, you know, I I I see it. You know, I can't even say anymore that I believe or I feel. I mean, I I see that, you know, the more success you have, the easier it becomes to, to do positive things, and it doesn't have to be you know grand it doesn't have to be giving away half your life savings or, or anything like that i mean it's it's great that some of these guys can give away millions of dollars but <laughs> you know you can make positive changes every day with with especially with with, with what we do um, you know as far as as uh, giving away you know we'll have contests, we gave away a pair of Astros tickets to this little boy that won a contest mm-hmm. or for best action shot and it was it was just amazing i mean to to send some of these kids off to to astros games um you know we want to start something up down the road where we we want to work with the leagues that we that we that we service and start taking in donations for used equipment Mm -hmm. and um pretty much just kind of do a goodwill or or something to that sort but of just equipment right instead of the kids getting rid of them or whatever, we can actually facilitate a way for them to move from someone who's already used them. Okay, hey, you'll put a few bucks in your pocket. And we'll find somebody else that can that really needs them. Right. You know, it's just just little things like that that can really help. You know, um, and you you don't ever really know how much you can help somebody until it's already actually been done. And and sometimes they'll tell you, sometimes they won't, but. You know, I've I've had it come back to me a couple of times where they 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 really reach out to you and say, hey, thanks, you know, you did this for me and this and that, and it's a really good feeling. It's it's definitely a good feeling, and it's something that you know, creative has has allowed me to be able to do that. Um, so I'm
1: kind of like that chicken soup for the soul. So yeah, exactly, exactly. exactly. No, yeah, and just the smallest gestures, uh, you'd be surprised with the small. Well, you won't be surprised, but overall, people, I think people would be surprised. Just the smallest gesture uh, can make a Giant impact in a person's life. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, I think we, we, my wife and I, uh, she did it on a whim. We were at a, a Jason's Deli, and she saw a gentleman walking d- uh, through the parking lot. It looked like he had been rummaging through the trash, and for whatever reason, she just felt uh not the need, but just uh, felt like she wanted to reach out to him and call him over. And, and we actually invited him in to to have a, a meal on us. We, you know, we sat with him, talked with him, kind of learned a little bit about his history. But you never know. Just him knowing that somebody cared enough to find out about him, to to feed him for a day, Mm -hmm. heck, you just don't know how that's going to pay off. And and it's not necessarily that you're looking for the payoff. It's just knowing that you're doing everything that you can within your power, even if it's just a a $7 meal. Really, it's not a big deal. Yeah. So that's cool. Okay, well, you know what? I do appreciate it, brother. I think it's been a very, very informative and... um, I really do wish you a whole lot of success with your business. I hope you're able to expand at a pace that you want to expand to, <laughs> never so big that you become a conglomerate that you don't feel like you're part of the company anymore. Yeah, definitely but not. Maybe a little bit bigger than, uh, than you know, just wherever you want to get to. Yeah. So, tell tell me, uh, how anybody listening, how would they
0: find you? They can uh, reach us either on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter uh, at Creative Picks. Or they can visit our website, www.creativephotography.com, and that's creative with a K. Or they can give me a call personally on my cell phone, 832-405-9605. My name's Edwin. I pick up the phone. I return calls. So, if ever you guys have any questions about pictures for proms or little leagues, anything like that, feel free to give us a call.
1: Excellent, brother. I do appreciate it. Thank Thank you you very much. much.
2: I think we've reached the end of the first podcast. Wow, I'm excited to have done this. Please reach out to me and let me know what you think. Send me an email with the subject line podcast. You can follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest with the handle Realty. Visit JoeTXRealty.com and check out my blog. Until next time on the Blue Mic, thank you for listening. Later, y'alls.
0: You're a star that